I'm Aviva Stanoff. I'm the design director of Aviva Stanoff Design Studio. We are anchored in textiles and I'm a product designer for the home furnishings industry. And this is a student's perspective. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to A Student's Perspective, the weekly series that connects students with designers, manufacturers, educators, industry professionals, and design media celebrities to hear their stories on just how they've gotten to where they are now. Through our conversations, we connect the past, present, and future of design to show just how much we can learn from each other to grow towards our fullest potential without prescribed limitations. Think of a student's perspective as a weekly design lecture series from the student's point of view. A student's perspective is a division of the nonprofit University Hall of Innovation, whose goals are to connect students with the design industry through design challenges and mentorship, and a collaboration with the Marywood University Interior Architecture Program in Scranton, Pennsylvania. All interviews can be found in their video format at www.astudentsperspective.tv. For more information or sponsorship inquiries, please contact University Hall of Innovation at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Yogamaya Carey. We're here at Fall 2022 Market, and I'm here with Aviva Stanoff. Um, Aviva, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe? Sure. Um, my name is Aviva. I'm a textile designer by training. I have a design studio in Southern California. We specialize in exotic textiles and intentional products being brought to market. Uh, we have a lifestyle collection of textiles, home furnishings, uh, decorative objects that are onesies, crystals, and wallpaper, and lighting, and, 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 and. <laughs> We love it. We could see a bunch of beautiful things that you already have out and displayed. Um, so maybe if we want to start on um, a little bit of some education journey and then the career path that led you to where you are now. Sure. Um, I have um, an undergraduate degree in international poli-sci, which has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. And then I went to graduate school for um, a master's in fine art, specializing in textiles, mm -hmm. high-end textiles. My mentor was Alexander McQueen's textile designer, so I had a very special, um, lucky experience with my training. Um, as soon as I presented my thesis, I moved to New York City that same day and started working in the industry oh, wow. as a textile designer with my portfolio, walking around <laughs> town, breaking my feet in my shoulders, and um, working as a textile designer for about 10 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, 10 years. That's oh, yeah, I paid my dues for about yeah. 10 years in fashion and Absolutely. then switched over to home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you can see a lot of consistencies of where fashion can translate um, from fashion to home. Yes. Maybe we can talk a little bit about um, some pieces that we even have out. Sure. Of, you know, how, like, maybe we'll talk about, like, a little bit of the textiles and the experiences of how that translated. Sure. Um, we believe that we can bring elements of design that are a bit forward thinking and um, decorative with embellishments that might be uh, more suitable for fashion, but adapting them so they are practical and accessible for the home industry. Mm -hmm. So we're um, a bit of a design driven, fashion driven collection. Right. Um, we might even be considered the trophy textiles in a room because we like to pop and create um, engagement that mm -hmm. um, is inspired by aesthetic uh, 
pattern, form, texture that might not necessarily be expected. So we like to delight and surprise people yeah. with um, like, what is that? Right. Like, what, what, it, that could be a dress or that could be a scarf. Yeah. So the thing that we do um, that we might be known best for is that we have elements that could transition from a throw for a bed, or I can wear this tonight at the award ceremony. Oh, wow. So, you know, yeah. you know, that's the thing that's kind of fun is that, it, is it for home? Is right. it fashion? And it could be for both. Absolutely. And you have an interesting technique with um, pressing mm -hmm. and embellishing. Yes. Um, do you want to maybe elaborate a little sure. bit? Sure. Um, we specialize in creating textures and innovating textures. This is a technique that I developed actually during graduate school where we take real objects and press them into fabric one at a time by hand. It's my signature. Each one comes out a little bit different. Um, we maintain continuity of color and pattern because the sea fan or the botanical in nature, you know, she doesn't change form all of a right. sudden. Baby's breath always looks like baby's breath. Right. Eucalyptus always looks like eucalyptus. But every delivery is different because we use different plants yeah. um, every time for every printing. Mm -hmm. um, we developed this from the thread up. So I developed a fabric that has a memory and the rest is history. Wow. Thank you. Wow, very intense process. That's amazing. Um, not so intense. Yeah. It's just like dumb luck a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> it's That's me setting off fire alarms in graduate school is really what it That's comes okay. down to. So experiment, I guess, yeah. is the lesson there. That's the beautiful part of it. Yes. So yes. Right, all right. Um, so you, you're talking now about nature and the aspect that it has on um, your pieces and you can see it everywhere here, but you know, how has that affected you in life? Um, it's actually the other way around. My life has affected the collection. Okay. So I grew up on 24 acres of old growth redwoods okay. in Northern California. Wow. We didn't have neighbors. We just had the trees yeah. and ourselves, my sister and I, and our dogs and, you know, the land. Mm -hmm. So we explored a lot in the land. And obviously, if you grow up in surrounded by intense nature, like right. majestic redwoods and butterflies that migrate and little bugs and deer, you're going to be affected by that. Like, right you can't change, it just is in your DNA. Mm -hmm. So when I launched my collection, um, that experience combined with the fact that I summered in a Buddhist temple in Japan every year for my whole life because I'm half Japanese and my grandfather was the priest, um, it's our family temple, it really affected the way that I see um, negative space and intentional pattern. Um, my color palette is really affected by nature yeah, you can and tell. the aesthetic is also affected by the fact that I wore kimonos and we lived in a temple mm -hmm. and everything was minimal and intentional and seasonal yeah and that affected that's why my collection looks like this wow mm -hmm. you can tell that the impression that it has had on your work and and the way that you are almost returning back to it in, in a sense yeah. well I never left it yeah of course I never left it yeah <laughs> it's like giving back um, to it from, from what you can as yes. an individual. Yes. It's, it's like sharing that experience yes. in a way that has no borders of language yes. or, you know, everybody can understand it that can see yes. and, and feel and sensory. Right. So I like the fact that there's, um, there is a way to communicate my spirit right. and my history and my traditions yes. without words yes. to anyone. Absolutely. That's like fun for me. That can come in here, even if they have not so much knowledge about the natural world and they're not as connected, yes. they can come in and feel connected. In a exactly. Yeah. And they can stand at my front door of my showroom and right. know a little something about me and right. the way my perspective is with the world, which is fun for me because yeah. they know me before they even talk right. to me, which I think is like so that's fun. That's so exciting. Yeah, that's it's so like, fun. That's the most important part about design is like 
you have to find what your passion is and what is driving you and then express that to everybody. Completely, yeah. like unapologetically. Right. Like you have to just, yeah, unapologetically. Yes. And you know, my collection is not your typical collection. Right. It, it really isn't. It's not a corporate type of experience right. here. We don't bring things to market made in a factory over and over and over. That's not my spirit. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's been um, a very serendipitous blessing to right. be able to find my voice. Yes. And my voice happens to be textile design and color and form and textures. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. So um, you mentioned your travels a little bit. Yes. Um, wh where exactly did you go other than Japan? Because it says um, online that you went to quite a few places to get a little bit of inspiration. Um, I, it's, it's probably easier to say where I haven't gone. Okay. I've been a traveler <laughs> and like a person of the planet yeah, since sure. uh, before I can remember. Okay. My mama was grabbing me and taking me out of the country yeah. before I can remember. Yeah. So um, I travel all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit of a travel bug with wanderlust flowing through yeah. my veins and it's not um, unusual for me. I've gone to Europe twice this year already. Right. We have um, plans to go to Bali and oh. it's always for inspiration. Yeah. And anytime I have an invitation from anyone, whether it's professional or personal, I rarely say no. Yeah. And I go because it's... Um, it's just, it's an opportunity and the universe is trying to tell you something yeah. to take you out of your fishbowl and go out and breathe other water right. and see other food and all those things affect you um, and inspire you. Yeah. So absolutely. we had a last minute trip to Greece about three weeks ago and it completely changed my perspective. Wow. Yeah. I just, so. um, it just, I've never been in a place that was all white. Yes. We, we it, was like it was like a canvas. It was like a canvas and yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is. It's like a canvas. Yeah. I'm just like walking into yeah. a canvas and I'm like, oh, what should we paint? It's almost like you want to do something with it. I, well, we shot yeah. Holiday. Yeah. We shot Holiday. Oh, it was a white background. Perfect. I bought all red things and blue things. Yeah. And it was like the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. And That's we made awesome. friends. That thought like translates right over to um, like your um, interactive pieces and how you put those in a home too. And that's yes. really amazing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was almost like I could see what the place was about and it didn't have to tell me. Right. It didn't, it didn't, didn't have to tell me. Like, oh, it's yeah. all lovely and neutral and white. And it's right. just meant for you to be colorful in that Absolutely. space. Like you're the art. You're so the, I'm the art. That. I know. Oh, I know. That's why I didn't know that places like that existed yeah. until you go there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm the art. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I you'll see that in my feed later yeah. for, for holiday season. You'll oh, see like flying dresses. Yeah. And, yeah, it's really oh, fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so I'm fun. excited to say it. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, and so that that did remind me about your pieces of the interactive ones. So how did you actually create those? And if you want to even talk about what they are first, I don't know. Um, they're all interactive. Okay. Um, I'm not sure you're... I don't know if you recall, but there was a mermaid pillow yes, that went viral um, a handful of years ago. That might be one of the best examples of the way I like to bring things to market. Mm -hmm. um, I have a special needs son. He's sensory. Okay. So we designed, I wanted to design a pillow that he could enjoy yeah. and that special needs community could enjoy. So right. we created a, a pillow that was interactive yeah. and he could do things to it. It was yeah. still pretty. Right. And that's how the mermaid pillow came about. Okay. So that would be a perfect example. We had somebody who came into the showroom um, with a, like a father and son mm -hmm. and the father went like this and put like the son's hand oh. on it. And the guy, and the son said to. plant yeah. and he was blind. And I didn't oh, know that funny. until I was, I mean, I was watching kind of the corner of my eye, but those are the things that I have experienced in my career where I'm like, Oh my gosh! A moment of I, I couldn't. I, even, I didn't have to say a word. I didn't know that that would occur, yes. and it, it you know it makes you tearful those moments, yeah. and those are the anchors of time that um, affirm 
when you're on your yes. journey, yes. Your, your correct or your journey, those are the things that I'm really grateful for. Yeah. So experiential things, if you can engage people with texture, color, or a question mark, you're kind of doing your job is what right. I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's it doesn't have to be for everyone. Yeah. You know, no, that's okay. Everything isn't for everyone. Right. You just have to find your little corner. Yeah. I, oh yeah. my gosh. I know. I because you chills, right? Yeah. I know. But even like for, for anyone, like even if you are just sitting down and you feel this pillow, you're probably going to feel it again just out of the curiosity. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. human beings and we're, right. we're wired to kind of touch things and experience and learn what's happening. Right. And people often were like, How'd you do that? Yeah. And, and I like the how'd you do that. Right. I also like the gosh, that's so pretty. Yeah. But I, you know, all of a sudden we're in a conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's Absolutely. what happens when they're in our clients' homes too. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm thinking is like if I was at someone's house and I'm sitting and I feel this extra pillow, I'm like, wow, that feels like. How'd that happen? Yeah. yeah. Who did that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I love that. Yeah. And you are, you mentioned sensory. We can tell through a lot of your pieces that you're about sensory, but do you want to talk about it from your perspective a little bit? Um, I'm just, um, you know, sensitive to color and pattern, and I'm, I just like being able to layer different textures. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's, the world is not two-dimensional, it's three-dimensional, four-dimensional, you know, it's, it's just fun to be able to look at things that aren't flat. Right. And that's basically it is like, you know, it's boring to look at flat right. things. It's more fun to look at all of this. Yeah. So I'm kind of just luxuriating and having yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's amazing because, you know, you don't really have to have one sense stimulated. It no. can be multiple. Right. And I think design, a lot of people see it as it's visual, but it's not just visual. It's, yeah. it's an entire experience. And you have to like take every opportunity. It seems like you're very eager about seeing something, anything, whether it's, negative or positive in objective senses and turn it into this beautiful thing and say, this is an opportunity for us. Yep. Even yeah. in the design process, my boards are three-dimensional. There's yes. buttons and fabrics and dresses and trims and things that I found tears from magazines. And I don't do anything on CAD for design. Yeah. Like the computer is not my tool for creating. Right. It's just a tool for administrating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so important for our yeah. generation to see. A kind of it is because yeah. we're so screen driven. Like right. I really don't use screens for any design. It's always my hand painting, right. fabric, cutting, playing with, with yeah. textures. And it's, it's, it's served me. Yeah, absolutely. And the collection, as you can see. I, I was going to say the collection. Yeah. This can't be done digitally. Right. You at all. Not even a little. Right. A board of like, if you took a picture of a printed board, it would not be. Oh, no anything nope. in the same way nope. other than say this is beautiful but it wouldn't say how is this done how can i you're right yeah. yeah it's just not right there's no spirit in a screen absolutely you can feel it here you can definitely feel yeah. it whether you like to or want to or not right absolutely <laughs> the crystals are having their power I know. they are um <laughs> yeah so um in a lot of your designs it's very clear but i would like for you to define it in your own way how do you redefine luxury? Um, I define luxury um, very specifically. Our, we have a phrase that we use associated with my brand, and it's called deliberate luxury. Okay. And so it's Aviva Stanhoff Design Deliberate Luxury. Yeah. That's like our catchphrase. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that we bring products to market with intention. We have uh, furs that are obviously luxury type of material, right. but we bring them to market conscientiously. They're post-consumer waste or no animals are actually harmed in bringing those hides to market. They're from, uh, hides are harvested from herders who've lost their animals to the terrain, for example. Okay. The um, sheepskins are 
post-consumer waste, which means the, the animal has been used for food purposes, like yeah. mutton, like, yeah. you know, in other parts of the, of the world, people eat sheep. Um, and so that's the way we bring things to market. We have silks that are cruelty-free. We have uh, water-based dyes, small batch dyes that we mix by hand on the spot in our design studio. Um, luxury is buying things that have intention behind it right. and not just something that's running off of a factory. Yeah. To, to have the luxury of selection and choosing and curating that experience is what I think is going to be the new luxury. Artisanal things right. are luxury. Right. Handmade things are luxury. Things yeah. that aren't designed on a computer or right. made but with a 3D modeling system yeah. is luxury. Yeah. So um, as we become more technologically intense, mm -hmm. the opposite of uh, doing things, um, an artisanal craftsmanship is luxury. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's important because we, we see technology as a whole. We should be seeing it as a tool. Well, I mean, I don't know. Everybody has their different ways right. of experiencing and having a relationship with technology. This brand believes that luxury is materials, how it's made and who made it right. and how it's it's brought into the market. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you also redefine home space. How do you do that? And how do you create that? Um, well, everybody, as we have experienced these recent things in our, you know, in the last couple of years, home has been redefined to not just be um, a place where one rests and possibly eats with their family or, or cooks like that, but it's more becoming office, um, uh, a meditational space, mm -hmm. um, a place to reset. And, you know, you have to, a lot of people are working from home. So home space is no longer defined as something where it's just you're sleeping and possibly right. cooking meals for your family or looking after your family. But it's become a place of being able to set your intentions, rest, um, exercise, mm -hmm. work. It's like everything. Yeah. It's like an all-purpose place, right. which means you're decorating and um, maybe accessorizing and curating in a different way. Right. So it's more important to, yeah. to select because you're at home more. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you could see little bits of, from, from my knowledge that I have, you can see little bits of Japanese culture kind of incorporated into that. Well, there was that recent thing about like editing your, your closet, right? Yes. And being tidy and getting right. rid of clutter. Yes. There's little ways that I do see influence um, yeah. of, of that spirit coming through. And it's, it's kind of nice, right? Yeah. Because it's fun to be able to layer that in. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels refreshing. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so now going into a student's perspective, um, being a student, if you could maybe put your mind back there, we're curious to know like how you came about these designs and these techniques. I know that you said it was like almost like having a little accident, but how did that come about? Um, well, if you think about who my professor was and who my mentor was, he was Alexander McQueen's textile designer. Mm -hmm. And if you know Alexander McQueen's work, um, and he was one of my biggest inspirations, you know that he really pushed pushed the edge mm -hmm. of um, what was expected and what of beauty of fashion um, aesthetic. And I remember my professor saying to me, "It has to be prettier than it is scary. Like sure. you can shock people, but it really has to be beautiful." Right. So um, he challenged me to create fierce beauty, right. and that has never left me. Yeah. So I feel like as long as as students, you know, you're exploring and pushing the limit, 
maintaining an understanding of what the objective is, yeah. which is to delight people mm -hmm. and bring them wellness, yeah. right? And make them happy. Yeah. So we're not trying to shock people right. or scare them or like be the, I don't know, have spiky pillows yeah, or like right. just for shock value. Yeah. Um, but we are trying to make sure that wellness and pretty things are around us that bring us happy vibes, yeah. you know? And it could be unusual, right. but it has to be pretty. Yeah, I appreciate that sense of wellness yes. because I feel like that's a huge focal point. Yes. So um, we are, as students, looking also for um, how we found our journey and how you found this specific niche. I think that like we look towards inspiration, but sometimes there's so much beautiful inspiration around us that we get a little bit lost. So how did you find that direction? Um, actually, my the, the clients and um, designers around me uh, kind of molded me into what they needed. Yeah. So they challenged me. Um, as I mentioned, we started, um, I started in doing textiles for fashion. Okay. And um, because of the look, it was the houses like Christian Dior Couture, Givenchy, Donna Karen, um, that it invited me to create based on their boards. Yeah. So um, those houses would say, hey, make it look like snakeskin. Mm -hmm. Make it feel like snakeskin. Yeah. Make it be, you know, it's about orchids and yeah. neutrals. And for me, it was, I have to deliver. Right. And I have to, do, because I have to survive, right? right? I was a student. Yeah. I just have to like pay my rent somehow and feed myself yeah. and buy fabric. Yeah. So um, they angled me towards these very things that they needed. Mm -hmm. And I am very, I wanted to deliver yeah. beautifully and right. delightfully. Yeah. And along the way, um, I just felt like certain techniques and certain fabrics were where I felt like home. Right. Uh, I was at home. Yeah. And that, I'm not trying to be um, punny or anything, no, no, but it was right. like certain things felt right. Yeah. And certain things I noticed were able to have farther development yeah. possibilities. Yeah. And I just practice textiles every day and yeah. I still am practicing and refining and exploring that and I'm still not over it. Right. And I still want to represent and Absolutely. throw down and um, keep this textile world going, representing in the United States as yeah. a woman, as a maker. And um, I'm just, the fire in my belly is not out about right. that. And it's so clear that, you know, this is yours, that this is something that you've found. It's like, even like the pillows, yeah. the, the feeling of all of the throws and mm -hmm. everything is, even if it's different, it's translated yeah. in yes. the same language. Like people in the industry have invited me to collaborate with them, mm -hmm. like the lighting collection or the wallpaper collection. Right. And for me, it would have never occurred to me to do lighting until, for example, Mr. Brownlee Curry came in and said, you have to do lighting with us or yes. make, you know, can you do lighting yeah. for us? And I, you know, it's hard to say no when you have an invitation like that. Yeah. So I feel like I have not given myself any limitations as a creative. I thought I was a textile designer, but it appears that I'm a product designer. Right. And that's okay. That's all with discovery. It's just, yes. sometimes well, you do have to step out of your comfort zone as long as you're carrying that sense of home with you. Yes. And it's so clear that you've and done it, that. You know, you have to listen to the universe and your yes. colleagues and your mentors and um, allow your spirit to receive that. Yeah. So you can't just be like, well, I'm a fashion designer right. and that's all I am yeah. forever. Like, that's <laughs> just like silly, right? Yeah. Like, you're just evolving all the time. Yeah. So um, I invite the world to allow me to grow. Yeah. And that's I that enjoy that nature. process. Yeah. yeah. You can feel that. I, I mean, it's, it's it's a it's a blessing it, and I'm grateful for it yeah and I'm thankful for it of so. course good I'm, yep. so, I'm so glad um so for our final question yep we tie it all together with if you were a student your student self again what piece of advice would you give to yourself um the piece of advice that I would give to myself is just 
Listen to your own spirit. Make your own heart sing. If you can find something that you enjoy doing or, you know, the, the flag that you love waving yeah. and that just raises your spirit, it won't feel like work. Right. So you can't force yourself to do something just because you want to do it right. for the money, for right. example. Right. You know, you have to do it because it's something more important than Absolutely. that. Financials are important. Yeah. What's more important is that your spirit can be happy. Yeah. So you can just, ha it's, it's going to be easy. Right. Like if painting is your thing, figure out a way where that could pay your bills. Absolutely. Um, but be stubborn about that and be um, very defensive about protecting your own wellness. Mm -hmm. And that comes from what you do all day long yeah. and what you do for your job. Right. So I would just say, listen to that. Know what's in your DNA in terms of a creative. And... Um, just go and march down that road to protect that and celebrate that every single day with ferocity. Absolutely. I think that that's so important for us to see is that somebody who's taking that stepping stone every single day. And it's not, it's not looking at the whole ladder, but it's just looking at where am I today? How can this affect my work so that I can get further and further? Yeah, there's a quote in my office, which is rent is due every day when you have a brand. Right. It's true. Rent is due every single day. Yeah, it's very true. Yep. But when you have that same, that drive every single day, every single day, it's so consistent that you can see it through all. You just have to surrender to it and just right. accept it. Right. And that's what we've yeah. done. And we can appreciate it along the way as well. Every day we, we do this. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much. Of course. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this conversation, give it a like, comment, and follow. And join us next week as the conversation continues from a student's perspective. We hope you liked this discussion with the design industry from a student's perspective. Please like, share, and comment, and stay tuned for more inspiring conversations to come.